Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Welcome everybody to episode number 219 of Linux in the Ham Shack. It's The Weekender. And we're going to talk about some weekend-type things. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right, so that's that's all of us. We are all actually here right now. We have a couple of folks listening in the chat room. We've got Gene, BX8AAD. And we've got, uh, I believe it's Dave, right? KB0OWD. And if I'm wrong, I'm sure I'll be corrected forthwith. Um, (laughs) But this is the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet and it's more than amateur radio it's linux and open source and science and technology and in the case of the weekender everything but those things so <laughs> well we do include some well that's right we, we do, do try some keep amateur it, radio stuff. you know semi-relevant anyway so the first thing we'll talk about is some of the stuff you can do this weekend in the amateur radio world and bill's going to tell us about what those things are that's right. This weekend in amateur radio, you have uh, some content going on this weekend. Uh, two of the big ones I pulled out were uh, we have two big CUSO parties. Hopefully one uh, Russ will get on. Ha ha. <laughs> Not going to happen. If the, if, the, if the baseball game gets snowed out, maybe you can find a shack to <laughs> squeeze or nestle yourself into. Perhaps so. Um, the Missouri CUSO party uh, and the Mississippi CUSO party both start on uh, April 7th at 1400 Zulu. And it uh, looks like they take a break in the middle of the night for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> uh, at least the Missouri one does. I don't. I guess nobody works after uh, 400 Zulu in the morning on the April 8th. But, uh, yeah, they both continue on until sometime on the 8th. So uh, check all those QSO parties out. And uh, most of your, uh, your current loggers, you can, you can log both sets of counties and stuff like that and then split it apart afterwards or just submit the whole log with the uh, all your uh, all your exchanges and stuff like that in it, and uh, let the uh, let the, the people uh, figure it out. Uh, contest next weekend we have the uh, QRP Arky ARCI Spring QSO Party. That's a big uh, QRP uh, event going on. It's a twenty four hour event on April fourteenth, starting at zero Zulu and running to twenty three fifty nine Zulu. We also have two three three QSO parties. Big 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 QSO party weekend. New Mexico QSO party. Georgia QSO party and the North Dakota QSO party. So if you haven't got North Dakota in your worked all states, that's the time to find the three of them that are over there and uh, work them. So uh, yeah, enjoy that uh, next weekend. That'll be on the April 14th through uh, the 15th or the 15th through the 16th, um, depending upon the start time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it'll be next weekend, basically the, the following week. Uh, the only special event station I picked out that uh, looked interesting was this uh, one here running next week from April 10th to April 15th uh, from 1300 Zulu to 2200 Zulu, 20 Zulu. <laughs> uh, W4S in uh, Lakeland, Florida. They're uh, at the Sun and Fun. 
in uh, am- and they're going to have the amateur radio station there on 10 meters, 15 meters, and 20 meters. And the QSO information for that is uh, Bob Flynn, WA4OAB in uh, Dunedin, Florida. And uh, that's the big uh, the sun and fun event. I think that's the big air show slash uh, balloon thing that they got going on there. Uh, I don't know. Where did Bill go? Bill, come back. <clears throat> okay, hopefully I didn't knock myself off because I was trying to trying to get all the other crap off the network. Don't think I disabled myself. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, there he is. You must be falling apart. No, I tried to I tried to block everything on the network to, you know, deal with the issues that we've been having. And yeah. apparently that caused the router to drop you for a second. So <laughs> So you were you were like at Dunedin. I was at oh, as I was doing Dunedin. Oh, I just mentioned that the Sun and Fun is uh which of course you'll you already have my recording anyway. Um the Sun and Fun is a great week of aviation related stuff there in uh, central Florida. So uh, check it out. It uh, normally, I think they have the balloons and they have uh, like a little mini air show or a little fly in or something like that. But it goes on all week there in Central Florida and Lakeland. So uh, it's pretty cool to go to. All right. Very cool. So try out some of those things this weekend. I, you know, might try and do the QSO party, but I'm guessing that's probably not going to happen since we're going to be gone pretty much all weekend. And I don't have mobile HF at the moment. Are you gone again, Bill? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you technically have a mobile unit, I think, there. Um, I'm well, almost thinking, don't you have like a, a Linko DX70TH? <laughs> I, I, might, I might have one of those. One thing I do lack, however, is an HF mobile antenna. Oh, just load up some wire and you're fine. <laughs> put, a, put, put the jumper cables on the back of the coax connector and light up the car. I'll just hook one wire to the frame and one wire to, I don't know, I'll just drag a piece of long wire behind the car and see what happens. There you go. <laughs> nice, some, see what kind of ground wave we can get. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. All right. So anyway, um, very cool. P- get out there, participate in some QSO parties, make some contacts, you know, do the amateur radio thing. Also, uh, we should mention at this point that the GoFundMe campaign for Hamvention is live. We have had several donations so far. We'd love to get some more. And if you could, share, share, share. Let everyone know about the Hamvention campaign. And that's all we're going to say about that. And we'll see everyone in Xenia in mid-May. And uh, let's see, the LHS Ham Radio Challenge, I didn't update because I didn't get around to it. So what should we challenge people (laughs) to do in Ham Radio other than, like, do QSO parties. Do QSO parties. Well, I think the, uh, is that, is that coming up this weekend? I think this weekend is the other, um, um, I'm just pulling this off the cuff here, uh, is the FT8 uh, D Expedition mode number two is running on April 7th, if I remember correctly. So that'll be this weekend. Uh, if you want to get better on FT8 or haven't tried FT8, uh, you should get on there and uh, take a look at it. They'll be uh, doing their, uh, their test with that new D expedition mode. So uh, check out their website for that information and uh, try to make them uh, FTA contacts. And here, why don't you try to make it on 10 meters? That would be a, that would be a good one. I saw a couple, a couple little mentions here and there on the interwebs about people making some interesting DX contest uh, contacts this week here on FT eight on 10 meters. So uh, don't be afraid to tune your rig there, even though it's a little quiet and go ahead and send some CQs middle of the day and then see what you can get yeah that sounds good that will be on april 7th i am looking at the information right now 
I remembered them. <laughs> and the latest version of WSJTX, by the way, is 1.9.0 RC3. Okay. And number three is out. Yep. So make sure you've got the latest and greatest when you want to try this FT8D expedition on the 7th. Awesome. All right, cool. So let's move on to some open source type topics. And we can talk about NixOS, which is a distribution you could go ahead and try. It aims to improve the state of the art in system configuration management. Uh, in existing distros, actions such as upgrades are dangerous. Dangerous. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Actions such as, oh, yeah, I already said that. Upgrading a package. <laughs> See what happens when you go off script? You just, <laughs> I know Gary's listening. Upgrading a package can cause other packages to break. Upgrading an entire system is much less reliable than reinstalling from scratch. And you can't safely test what the results of a configuration change will be. You cannot easily undo changes to the system and so on. This is, however, mitigated somewhat if you're using a VM environment and use snapshotting. That's that's, that's one right. way you can uh, deal with this in other distributions. Uh, NixOS wants to change, however, this problem with upgrades going haywire. So that's something you can try. It's at nixos.org. A link, of course, will be in the show notes. So did you try NixOS? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I was starting to download it, and uh, I didn't get around to actually trying it. But I, I started looking at their download page, and I thought this was the most interesting part, is that they already have uh, VirtualBox appliances. They have uh, a Amazon EC2 AMIs, so you have a, a quick launch button, so you can launch a, uh, a uh, EC2 instance up on Amazon if you already have an account. And it'll go ahead and spin one up on uh, various uh, regions for you, depending upon which region you actually are on. Also has some blobs for uh, Microsoft Azure and yeah, Azure. Was... <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool that they had all that stuff already there and kind of ready to go. Um, so yeah, I will. I will try this and take a look at it. Um, I won't uninstall Solus though. So uh, too bad. So sad. <laughs> They've already figured out the update issue problem. So. Um, but yeah, this looks uh, pretty interesting. Give it a try. I just happened to notice that they just had a release eighteen oh three. Uh, was released here, uh, and it was up on DistroWatch. So I was like, "Oh, I hadn't seen this one before." So, and it looked pretty interesting. Uh, definitely a little different, and it's uh, out of the, I believe, the Netherlands is uh, where it's sourced from. So, um, take a look at that and uh, see if you think it's interesting too. I am going to take a look at it. It does sound interesting, and it's not Chinese, so I'm I'm much happier about that. <laughs> not Deepin. <laughs> That's right. It's not Deepin or the other one. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I was looking on the interwebs for some open source stuff to do this weekend, and I couldn't really find anything. There are a couple of uh, symposiums slash conferences coming up next week, however, which happen to do with open source topics. The first one is NSDI, which is the Usenix Symposium on Network Systems Design and Implementation. And they do have an open source component to that because there are a lot of open source systems, of course. Um, that's a fairly pricey conference though. It is something you could do and maybe you can get work to send you to it. Of course, if you were going to do that, you probably would have, uh, already signed up for it before now, uh, or at least, you know, you would have tried anyway. And the other thing that you might want to do next week, if you've got some time and happen to be somewhere near Tennessee is check out DrupalCon. And that's if anyone actually still uses Drupal. Does anyone still use Drupal? They have a con, <laughs> uh, but that of course is an open source an open source uh, content management system. And uh, apparently they're all getting together in uh, Music City to talk about it all next week. So, you know, if you want to talk Drupal and open source and things like that, you could do that. But 
for just like local Linux fests and stuff. Couldn't find anything for, you know, the next couple of weeks. There are definitely Linux cons coming up. Things like Linux Fest Northwest and Southeast Linux Fest and probably more than I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head. Um, Because I think Southeast is in June and Northwest is like in May, right? Or April? Uh, No, uh, North north uh northwest yeah linux fest northwest the one in washington that, that's uh in like two weeks that's in two weeks or, okay or, or three weeks it's at the end of the month it's at the end of the month yeah yeah it says last weekend of april all right well so so that's pretty cool we'll probably mention that again in the next one of these but uh so yeah, linux I, st- fest I still have northwest. my room set up for that i just i haven't haven't committed to canceling yet you should see if they can set you up a booth there <laughs> it's probably a little late for that <laughs> no not necessarily not, yeah not necessarily Southeast Linux Fest is June 8th through the 10th. Ohio Linux Fest is what? In October, August? September, October, yeah. somewhere in there. August, September, October, October. 12th through 13th. Right. So. I think Texas is in August. Mm, let's see. There's a, I think there's a Kansas City Linux Fest. That might have already happened. Though. Texas Linux is June 8th and 9th okay, in that. Austin. Uh, Kansas Linux Best. Uh, yeah, we're all frantically googling while everybody yeah. could just be looking this up on their own, but that's okay. Right? Yeah. That's in uh, Wichita, I think. Yeah, Friday, May. Oh no, this was last year. Yeah. So KLF may not be a thing anymore. No. Mad Dog was there. If it is a thing, we'll let you know about it when it's a thing. So, all right. So there's a bunch of open sourcey type things you could go attend if you wanted to or you could just you know form a lug and get people to come to where you are and talk about stuff there you go i don't know if linux users groups i know i know in places where there's a lot more people linux users groups still exist and i know there's some online ones as well yeah but um you know the ones we used to run yeah fizzled out yeah long gone (laughs) yeah they're all like devops groups and stuff like that now um that's about all I see now. Yeah, the ones that, that we were involved in, you know, Russ and I started a couple and got involved in others. The first dozen meetings, they were well attended. And then from that point on, it just, you lose one or two people every time. Yeah, and they were all switching over to Windows. They said, screw it. Yeah, Part of them did, actually. <laughs> they probably did. There, yeah. there, was, there was another group that was meeting next door to us that was like, a windows group and we would see the same people coming in going into the windows group and i'm like hey yeah so yeah, yeah. screw them no, just- <laughs> <laughs> hey i don't mind the windows too much you know it's uh it's a, it, it works it does work sometimes and you can install yeah. linux on your windows now so well no that's true excuse. that's true yep i got ubuntu on mine what do you got on yours <laughs> um i have um a brain fart what's the what's the thing that um linux mint debian no 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 it's not a distribute well it kind of is a distribution it's the sigwin sigwin that's it thank oh, you okay yeah yeah that's old school we don't do that anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you install the windows subsystem for linux wsl and then you uh you install any distribution including uh, arch if you're really crazy yeah i'm not that crazy yeah. Although I, t- I tried to install a snap on there and that didn't work out too well. So you and your snaps, knock off your snapping, <laughs> snapping, yeah. snapchatting. You're just, you're just crazy with the snapping. I'm just a snapper. 
I don't even know what that means, but uh, we probably shouldn't really it's a fish, pursue right? it. Snapper? Well, snapper? yes, the red version. <laughs> it's probably slang for something else, too. Uh, uh, Dave, in the ch- <laughs> Dave in the chat room says the Halloween Ham Fest is in Kirkwood, which is just outside of St. Louis in late October. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. That's coming right up. That'll be next week. Yeah, right. That'll pro- probably <laughs> the same week as our concert, which means we won't be able to go to it. But. Yeah. Yeah. We'll mention that again in October if you mention it to us <laughs> right. in October. Yeah, right. <laughs> if that comes up again in the chat room, we'll definitely mention it. Hey, what's on the uh what's on the stove tonight? Um, well, the stove tonight was what Russ actually had for dinner. And oh. what, what you had for dinner as well. Oh, I hate yeah, to say yeah. I don't I didn't eat alone. Maybe you did. No, I didn't. No, oh, okay, just checking. So Russ has uh, recently dubbed these hamiches. Don't know <laughs> why. Uh, I was I was thinking I was I was thinking brevity yesterday. I was like I said sandwiches and then ham sandwiches and it's like oh hamiches. Yeah. There we go. So so anyway, the uh, the recipe this week are for um, baked ham sandwiches. I guess that would be the the easiest way to define them. Um, and in that recipe, you need some honey roasted deli ham, some Swiss cheese, some mayonnaise, some poppy seeds, some Dijon mustard, some butter, onion powder, Worcestershire sauce, and sandwich buns of your choice. The suggested buns are King's Hawaiian slider rolls, but any sub or split rolls will work. Uh, spread some mayonnaise on the interior sides of your bun, add some ham and cheese to that. Put them where they're touching each other in a pan and in a bowl. Whisk together your poppy seeds, your mustard, your butter, your onion powder, and your Worcestershire. Pour over the top. Let them set for a few minutes. Pop them in the oven. And in about 20 minutes, you've got dinner. So I, I kind of feel like this was half of the thing that joke about how do you make a ham sandwich and you start with creating the universe. So kind of we skipped over that part and then explained how to make a ham sandwich. <laughs> Let's see. Yes, but these are not just the American no, ham sandwich. No, they're so. much better than that, actually, because they have poppy and, seeds on them, which makes it awesome. But and, and onion powder. We and, should warn you that if you have a drug test coming up, don't, don't make eat these. these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Too much you know, poppies, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I Russ loves poppy oh, seeds. Oh yeah, I totally love so poppy seeds. So I go, I mix poppy seeds in the butter, and then I dump a whole bunch of poppy seeds on top of them. Once I'm done dumping butter on the top, so. Yeah, his was, could you see your bun for the poppy seeds? It was kind of black. Okay, just checking. But so, yeah. But I'm not complaining a, at all. Half a bottle of poppy seeds went on your bun, so. Woohoo. Yeah, so don't don't go drug test anytime in the near future. Gene, Gene would like to know if these hamiches are as good as kimchi and peanut butter. I've never mixed kimchi and peanut butter together, so I wouldn't know. But uh, we'll go for that, sure. <laughs> I actually like kimchi, so. Yeah. And I'm not, a, I'm, you know, peanut butter is okay. It's, it's well, fun. I love me some peanut butter, so I'm going to have to try peanut butter and kimchi sometime. Have you ever had kimchi? I don't believe I have. We, mm. we can take care of that. It's yummy. It, it is yummy. So a lot of people can't. Um, it's very pungent, though. It's a lot yeah. like sauerkraut. So No, I, I disagree. Well, in the pungency factor of it. No, not, it's, not it's in a totally the taste. different scale. Yeah, okay. It's a totally different scale. Um, my favorite kimchi is actually cucumber kimchi, and that's really good. Um, but, uh, favorite prepared kimchi, of course, is, uh, in a stew. You can get a good, yeah, a good kimchi stew is, uh, you know, kimchi is normally stor- served cold. So, like, it's kind of weird. It's just kind of a weird 
flavor cold. I don't know. I don't like my spicy stuff to be cold, really. Um, so, yeah, when I had it in a stew, I thought it was awesome. Um, another good way to have it is uh, with uh, Korean barbecue, of course. And, <laughs> like, then just load it on and, and eat it all up. It's a superfood, after all, so uh, yeah. enjoy it. All right. I'm definitely going to have to try some kimchi then. All right. So, moving on from the delicious hamiches and this talk of peanut butter and kimchi, uh, we'll talk about the scotch that I have tonight, which is a Port Dundas 12-year, and it's bottled at 40% ABV. That's 80 proof. It's a lowland scotch, and there aren't that many lowland scotches, so it's kind of nice to be able to try one now and again. Um, the color on it is a light, clean, slightly mahogany yellow is what I would call it. It's a slightly darker yellow than you know the other yellow we talked about. Um, the I did all the tasting on this earlier, so I wouldn't have to like just dwell on it. <clears throat> but the nose on it, and I do have some here though, so you can. I don't know how that's going to play on the recording, but there you go. Um, the nose on it is actually rather nice. It has notes of cream, like sweet cream, banana, malted barley, cereal grain, vanilla, caramel, and a light, light touch of cinnamon. So it's very nice on the nose. And um, even though it has a lot of flavors in it, I wouldn't call it complex, um, but you can pull a lot out of it. On the taste, some of the things are the same and some of the things are different. You still get the banana and the vanilla. You also get an essence of chocolate-covered cherry, uh, a little green grass, a little pepper spice, and some ginger. So there's actually kind of a lot going on in here. And the Port Dundas Distillery started in the late 1800s and went up until 2011. And then they closed, and they use all their um, grains and stuff to make this stuff still I guess until it's gone, it uh, was purchased by Diageo, so they're still making it. Um, you can pick this up for about $40 for a 750 milliliter bottle, and I rather enjoy this. Even though it's not peated, it has a nice taste to it. It's actually rather sweet for a scotch, so I'm going to give it a quite favorable B rating of an 85. So check out Port Dundas 12-year uh, if you can find it in a liquor store near you. And I will continue to drink a little bit of mine while Bill tells yummy, us about yummy. his stuff. Yeah, today I'm enjoying a nice brew from the Alaskan Brewing Company. And uh, this is up in uh, Juneau, Alaska. And this is their Spruce IPA. It's an uh, India Pale Ale brewed with spruce tips. And um, it's 7% alcohol per volume. And it uh, it tastes like you're drinking a tree. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not sure I'd want to drink a beer that tastes like a tree, but in okay. case your beer well, isn't you know, hoppy enough, let's yeah. add some spruce flavor yeah, too. Let's, like, let's add a tree to it. How much green leafy <laughs> yeah, green crap can you add to a beer? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Uh they do the same kind of thing with their uh winter IPA and uh it just, you know, it's a very it tastes like uh it tastes like Christmas. That's all I can think of. It's like an IPA at Christmas is what it tastes like. It uh, it has such a unique flavor. <laughs> and they're the only company, uh, only brewing company that I've, I've had that does this. And they've done it with two different beers. And I saw this one in the store. It's got a, a great picture of an owl on the, uh, on the bottle. And uh, yeah, it's just, it just has such an interesting flavor and uh, an interesting uh, like sort of a uh, note to it with the uh, spruce tips in it. 
definitely worth trying if you have it available in your area. It's uh, I, I would say it's a it's a worthy purchase. All right, very good. So I don't know if I can take an IPA that's like more IPA than an IPA, but <laughs> but it tastes like a it's Christmas actually like the tree. IPA side is real. It like, tastes uh, like Christmas. It's subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the the IPA is like the subtle part of it. So it uh, it uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, boy. It tastes like an elf that just Sonny bowed in himself. Yeah, it's like wow. a, you took the elf on a shelf and you ground it up and then like sprinkle it over your IPA. Ew. And then you burned all your credit card bills from Christmas. Um, that's what it tastes like. Uh, wow. All right. Is that, uh, is that visual enough for you? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Let's see. Let's find out where we can get this stuff. Probably nowhere around here. Well, let's see. I've been able to find it almost everywhere. Well, at least here. Yeah, obviously here. Um, but I was getting this in. Was I getting this in Florida too? I'm not let's sure. See. Find our beer, Alaskan Brewing Company. Let's see where they have export to. Uh, Missouri is not one of the states. However, Illinois is. Where at? Um, I don't know. Let's see stores restaurants within 100 miles of well yeah screw that anyway it's an apparently not available here in missouri so we will uh not be able to get it it is available in illinois and texas though now interesting i see a little hole in their map was kind of curious it's available in all of the western states except for utah <laughs> interesting um so no well you know there's not much to go into utah well that's true they they just they uh, direct their trucks to drive around Utah, so <laughs> which I could recommend as well. Uh, so I guess that's it. Unless we have anyone in the chat room who wants to talk about anything, we have Dave and we have Gene, and I think that's all because it's a Thursday and people have like better things to do than listen to us talk about nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. We'll get them in the feed. Mm-hmm. We can just sit here and hum all night. Actually, I can finish off my uh, Your scotch. my scotch right here. Bill can have some more of his uh, pine tree in a glass. Pine tree in a glass. Whatever. I feel like I'm on the mountain. <laughs> I'm losing my... Do you uh, feel like my, you're walking uh, down it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm walking down it. I guess I didn't talk about that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that I happened asked, on Tuesday I when I went Russ skiing. yesterday. I was like, "So how did you know Bill's ski trip go?" And he's like, "Yeah, that was a bad yeah. situation." Yeah, I shredded my binding uh, right off the front of my ski. I was going down real fast because I was like so cool, and the snow was so good. And then I kind of got to the point I was like, "Well, I'm going too fast." So uh, I, I, I was like, oh, there's some nice little powder. Let me roll into the powder and uh, slow down a little bit. And Well, one of my skis stopped, and uh, the rest of me kept going. And, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so I ripped the front of my uh, binding off. It, like, literally disengaged uh, from the actual mount that mounts to the ski. So, like, the whole plastic piece just kind of ripped forward and went off, and it was, like, 40 foot down the mountain, and my ski was 40 foot behind me up the mountain. And I was laying back looking at the sky saying, hmm, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> so, I had to, so I had to get all my parts back together. 
and uh, had to go to finish going down the part of the hill I was on, which was not the part of the hill that goes down to the uh, to the parking lot or anything. So I had to ride the back up with my ski in one hand and the other ski still attached to my foot. <laughs> and uh, and then I walked down from that point all the way to the bar and uh, drank myself silly until my friend finished up having his fun ski day. <laughs> and uh then i then i left and he drove my drunk ass home <laughs> yay actually i think you had the better yeah. day quite frankly but yeah you know i got i had like at least fifteen thousand feet in or like at least eh, about 12 or fourteen thousand vertical feet, feet in by that time so i i'd gotten my day's worth so i was happy <laughs> yep sounds good it was beautiful powder though 17 inches and 48 hours though nice yeah, I did see that one video you took of your friends uh, skiing, and it did look really, really nice. See, when in New Hampshire, getting that powder, you know, it happened all the time, but I was never on the ski hill when it happened. It was always after it had already become an icy, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, you know, like you need your ice skates, not, not snow skates. Not skis, yeah. right. Yep. You have to have really, really good edges. Yeah. So because I don't go very often, like I bought six my i brought a six ticks pass which basically gives me six six uh, lift tickets i i, I pick the uh, times to be convenient to snow and not necessarily because i want to go skiing that weekend so it does offer me a little bit more flexibility and, and though I, I don't ski a lot I, i've gotten those six days and i think i had did i get one or two days at uh, bridger i think only one day at bridger bowl so so i've only skied like seven times this season so i'm not a not an avid professional skier my friends that I skied with about a month ago already had like 700,000 vertical feet in for the year. So <laughs> they're a little bit more serious than I am. In fact, uh, one of them was out hella skiing in uh, Canada the past week. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, not quite there. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and have him, uh, examined by a psychiatrist. Yeah, exactly. Well, we need to get out of here. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. That's uh, episode number 219, The Weekender. I don't remember which Weekender it is. I think it's, what, seven at this point? Yeah, we've done um, quite a few. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Anyway, you'll find out when you see it in the stream. So I want to thank Dave and Gene for showing up and listening live and whoever else is on the stream who didn't pop into the chat room. Uh, but we're going to sign off for now. We'll do another one of these in two weeks, but we will have the next show, episode number 220, coming up on monday so everybody have a great old weekend uh this one and the next one and uh we'll talk about some more stuff to make your weekend fun the next time we do this one but in the meantime i'm russ k5tux i'm cheryl w5moo and i'm bill ne4rd73 thank you for listening to this episode of linux in the ham shack LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. 
Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. Linux in the Ham Shack and the Linux in the Ham Shack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.